Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast, Thursday edition, Q&A, in and out, just what you need to know, no BS. Paddy, what's this week's question? Uh, first of all, I would like to say that today we're going to make a concerted effort to actually keep this under an hour, ideally less than half an hour, ideally 20 minutes. Um, but anyway, look, we'll see what happens. Uh, so today's question was, again, I was talking to someone in the gym and they were telling me laying out their plans for the coming weeks months because obviously it's coming into the new year and they were of the belief that you have to use low reps to build muscle and then you have to use high reps to you know effectively lose weight right and that was their kind of thought process going into the last few months they're still in a, a quote-unquote gaining phase they're still trying to build some muscle and they're thinking around february time that they're they're going to start you know, dieting coming into that summertime, you know, they've had a rather successful gaining phase and they want to see what, what has occurred, what muscle gains they've had, etc., coming into the summer. And they're all the belief that, you know, they should do low reps because that builds muscle, that builds strength, it builds strength, builds strength, uh, because there's such a high intensity, really fucking pushing yourself, you know, you're getting stronger, whatever. And then when you when it's time to diet down, you know you up the reps because you know that burns more calories, and then you get those deep cuts. Maybe they do some more isolation type exercises as well, you know, to really get like the the muscularity of those muscles really just popping. You know, cut those uh, you know, fucking grooves into their muscles. You know, and um, and I then had a conversation with them why that isn't necessarily uh, true or the best approach. Um, e- either side of that, you know, using low reps to build muscle or high reps to effectively burn fat. Um, but Gary, let's keep this quick. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, so like on, on the on the like quick answer level, it's not really true. Like you don't need to change your repetition ranges based on your specific like body composition goal, i.e., more fat, less fat goal. Like you don't. You don't need to do that. Like that's not really a thing. You should be working more or less in the same repetition ranges. There's not a massive reason to be changing them. However, that doesn't mean that we can't play devil's advocate and put forth some useful arguments. One would be, if you're doing lots of high rep training, you know, this big high volume, high rep program, are you going to burn more calories? Probably, yeah. You know, like I mean, there's 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 reason there's 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 reason that you could put to that. You know, obviously you could go to the total extreme and say. Well, obviously, if I do loads of sets of 100 reps, I'm going to be burning more calories than if I'm doing singles. You know, that's obviously the extreme end of the spectrum, but it illustrates the fact that, yes, there is something to this idea that your energy expenditures varies with the type of workouts that you're doing. That's fairly intuitive. Most people know that. However, I don't think that's necessarily the argument that's put, put forth by people who say that you should be doing, like, higher reps. It's more so the idea that when you do higher reps, like you're shaping the muscles that you're kind of chiseling them down. There's something more to it. And, and that's not necessarily the case. It's just not the case. Like that's, that's not, that's not what's happening. You know, um, when you, when you're training to try and maintain muscle, your goal is basically the exact same as it is when you're trying to gain muscle and your intent should be the same. You're going to be working mostly in a rep range of somewhere of six to 15. Of course you can do lower rep training that's fine. But I mean, for most people, they probably do more of their training in the six to 15 repetition range if they have a physique focused goal. So if you're there most of the time where you're trying to gain muscle and you're trying to progress from the bar, your goal is pretty much the exact same. You're trying to then lose fat because you're trying to still 
apply the largest anabolic stimulus that you can so that you're not going in the catabolic direction. So even if you're not gaining muscle, you want to be providing the most anabolic stimulus so that you're not, uh, you're not losing muscle. Um, if you were to look at it the other way around and say, um, like if, if, you, if you assume that there's a particular fat burning purpose or, or, or muscle whatever cutting mechanism to higher rep training, then if you were to do that, then when you were in a calorie surplus, what would be the outcome? You know, what would be the outcome then? Would it be, would you have the same level of, of muscle gain? You have to actually think about why you would be, be making these decisions and how it might look in, in the opposite direction. So basically my basic recommendation for most people is that you use the same repetition ranges regardless. Um, there are, there, there could be a case made for potentially not using super high repetition ranges like if, if that's if that's the way your your program is solely built up if you, let's say all your rep ranges are 15 to 30 because you're cutting and that's the thought process you've been basically informed on so far you have to think about what the drawbacks of that might be as well because i don't think it's just a case that that all repetition ranges are the same like they can be in controlled research studies where people are told to like really push to failure but i think in the real world there's a bit of a difference if someone is in an energy deficit, right, and they're doing sets of 15 to 30, then you have to think of that, like how that's going to manifest, right? If someone is in a calorie deficit, especially if they're in a significant deficit um, and they have a low level of body fat, generally they feel less energetic in the gym, okay? On a actual cellular level, they've generally gonna have, they're generally going to have less muscle glycogen stored. They've got less total body fat on their body. And yeah, that's unlikely to be a limiting factor, but it's still a low energy state overall. So if you've got low levels of muscle glycogen and you're trying to run a program that involves you doing you know, lots of sets of 15 to 30, then you're going to be gassing out much quicker than you would um, if you were doing, like potentially, if you were doing lower rep training, because there's more... There are more, there's more discomfort involved in doing higher rep training. And if you're also in a low energy state, then you might potentially be reaching a lower level, level of performance than you would had you been in, in a higher energy state, independent of absolute muscle strength. And what that might look like is if you have a weight that's your standard 25 rep max, right? And you, that's your 25 rep max when you're in an isoenergetic state, so you're at maintenance calories, you've got plenty of energy stored away, and you haven't been in a deficit for a while, it might look like you're getting maybe 22, 23 on the first set. Fine, not a massive difference in performance, maybe 10, 10% if even difference. But because you're burning through all the energy that you've got stored, you're starting to drop off. You're going 17 reps, then you're getting 13 reps. And what you have to ask yourself is, is that trade-off in performance, like, is, is that worth it? Is that potentially compromising your ability to apply an anabolic stimulus? You know, because there's, there's plenty of research to show that, or not plenty, but there are a couple of studies anyway showing that the discomfort level of people when they're training at these really high repetition ranges is higher, even though you're getting the same hypertrophic stimulus as you would from a lower repetition range. And you always have to think about how there's an interaction there between physiology and your psychology or your behavior. Because if you just assume that humans are like machines, then yeah, we can just, you can do whatever you want. You can always go beast mode. Like, yeah, there's some people like that. But if you're experiencing more discomfort every time you go to the gym, it's unlikely you'll get as close to failure. It's unlikely your recovery will be as good and you'll have a bit more fatigue after your sessions. And anyone that's dieted for a long period of time knows that that can be quite difficult. So putting all of that together, basically what I'm suggesting is that the while what you can make the case that 
all these repetition ranges can lead to muscle gain, can lead to muscle retention. There are actually some potential drawbacks in the direction of the really high repetition range stuff that would make me say that you don't want to be doing it in isolation. Okay, it's probably not going to be an approach that's going to be useful on its own. However, there's also similar considerations on the other side of the spectrum. It's not just the case that, oh yeah, go in and do sets of one to five. You know, very often when people are starting to get quite lean or in an energy deficit, they struggle with those those kind of more powerlifting specific type training, especially if they're very lean, because maybe their 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 joints have changed now because there's less fat on those joints. They've got different leverages because their relative weight of their torso versus their legs has now changed because of the way their fat was distributed. And you've got these sorts of considerations that might make that low rep training, you know, that bit more difficult. And um, because generally when people are doing those exercises or those low reps, they're going to be doing them on the kind of your squat, your bench, your deadlift, like most of the time. And if it's the case that you're seeing drop-offs in performance, that can sometimes make you less interested in training. It can make you feel demotivated and all those things interplay together. So in summary, there can be some drawbacks of doing re really low rep training there can be some drawbacks of doing really high rep training there's some logic to explain why someone would suggest the high reps are better because you know you're probably going to be burning more energy especially as you go to the extremes but as we've said before i wouldn't base my training especially resistance training on its capacity to lower your energy state you know especially if you think about what that actually means for muscle retention you know muscle retention ultimately involves you being economical with your energy you know it, 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 you want to be able to like elicit a certain anabolic stimulus without like burning away all of your energy because you have a certain rate of fat loss that you want to be achieving and if you're going a bit too fast that could potentially lead to you losing more muscle than you want so so yeah do you have anything to to pop in there yeah ultimately i think it, it comes down to looking at what the adaptation is you're trying to achieve and then looking at how they differ in a gaining environment and a losing environment, you know? Um, and ultimately I don't see a huge, like ultimately, obviously what we're saying is the goal is like muscle hypertrophy or muscle maintenance. Right. And in my mind, you know, very simplistically, if we look at that again, from my understanding, my reading, you would look at that and go, what is the most optimal rep range for building muscle, right? And you would probably come to the conclusion that it's, let's say six to 15, somewhere around there. And again, like higher reps have their place, lower reps have their place. But if we're like, I want to give a fucking confidence interval that 99% of the fucking individuals that I talk to, what's the rep range they're going to benefit from. If you say six to 15, you're pretty good to go you know and so if we then say okay that's probably the best for muscle building you know if you want to push a bit of more strength and you're like i want to do a few triples fives you know that's that's cool that's perfectly fine they can definitely be a part of your training and will definitely enhance your training right and um, but if we're talking purely from an aesthetic point of view which effectively we are because the person the individual that asked this question or had this thought process was looking to eventually you know look a certain way on holidays during the summer you know um i don't see the difference between the gaining environment and the losing environment like the, the difference in those goals they're not hugely different 
you know, like in the gaming environment, you're trying to build as much muscle as possible, presumably. Um, and in the, the losing environment, you're trying to maintain, if not gain, uh, so we'll call it gain tame, uh, as much muscle uh, as possible in the losing environment, you know? So in my mind, at least you're, you're, you're looking at that and going, what's the most optimal way to build muscle? And again, we'd probably say somewhere in the range six to 15 reps, you know? So I would just keep that throughout the whole process because that's the adaptation that I want. You know, if the adaptation that I want has this rep range associated with it, you know, I'm like, this is probably the best rep range for achieving this end outcome. Then I'm going to choose that. If you want to be really like minimalist and be like, right, so it's eight to 12 reps. That's, that's the rep range. You know, you're bang on in the middle. You know, you're probably even more confident that that'll work for more individuals, you know? And again, that's, not forget about the research like that's anecdotally that's what most people would find training themselves like that's the way most you know uh bodybuilders and stuff have trained in the past they'd be like right i do roughly eight to twelve reps like you were to average their rep score or the rep number even over their entire training career like it's probably going to fall within eight to twelve reps you know that's probably the average number is probably fucking 9.5 or something you know and mm. um, so like that's probably the best way to organize your training because that's the adaptation that you want. And while, yeah, we can argue that higher reps build or sorry, burn more calories. Like ultimately that pales in comparison with the calories you could burn just doing some targeted cardio, you know, pales in comparison, like so, so little by comparison, you know, and even if you do like, we'll call it like circus style training, I didn't say circus, I said circuit, <laughs> um, circuit style training where, you know, you're pairing exercises together. You're really keeping your heart rate up. You're going from this exercise to this exercise to this exercise, maybe doing fucking supersets, drop sets, everything. You're just fucking trying to get as much volume as you possibly can into your workout. Even still, you're not burning as much calories as you could if you were to go for a jog, you know? Yep. Um, so that's, it's not the best way to burn calories. So you're, you're effectively removing the best quote unquote stimulus to maintain your muscle or gain muscle and you're bringing in one of the worst ways to burn galleries you know so you're effectively getting the worst of all worlds not the the best of all worlds by using this approach and that's not to say that if you do some sort of circuit style training you're not going to maintain your muscle like obviously you're still providing a stimulus to the muscle with that it's just not as effective as like just straight resistance training and so in my mind i'm I'd be hard pressed to justify using low reps for gaining muscle. And I'd be hard pressed to justify using high reps to burn fat just on that low reps for building muscle. It's like, it's actually a bit of a misnomer because like realistically we'll call them below five just to really simplify things. Like the, the percentage will say you've, you've two things that are contributing to your, your strength and muscle, whatever you want to call it. And um, and that's the neurological adaptation. So your nervous system, how well you're able to coordinate the movement, all, all that kind of stuff, how well, how well you're able to activate all of those muscle fibers, et cetera. Effectively your nervous system, right? And then you have your, your muscular system, right? You have those two systems. You know, most people are familiar enough with the muscular system. It's your actual muscles, you know, pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, and we'll say in that kind of eight to 12 rep range, you know, you're probably getting the most out of, the, the muscular system while still touching on the, the nervous system, right? And then the further you go away in those kind of higher reps, you're getting more and more 
muscular system, you know, especially you're getting like en uh, upregulation of enzymes, you're getting fucking substrate utilization, all that kind of stuff. So it even goes away from like the muscular tension side of things and it goes into kind of energy substrate kinetics effectively, right? And, and then as you get to the lower rep ranges, you're, you're not actually getting the most out of your muscular system, you're actually optimizing your nervous system, which is obviously a good thing. You know, this is why like, I, I think people should do some blocks of training where they do lower rep training. I think it's good for, you know, building confidence in lifting heavier weights and then also, you know, actually coordinating movement, you know, um, and it's something that powerlifters do really, really well, you know, um, but it's probably not the best way to build muscle. You know, it's the, probably the best way to, we'll call it, optimize the amount of muscle that you have you know, like to truly be able to express your ultimate strength, your absolute strength at the level of muscle mass that you currently have, like you're going to have to do some low rep training. However, there'll come a point and you see this, this is powerlifters do this as well. Comes a point where they're as strong as they possibly can be with the muscle mass that they currently have, you know? So the only way for them to get stronger is to get bigger. Right. And They'll, they'll engage in a block where they focus on hypertrophy, where they try to build muscle. And what rep range do they generally use? Somewhere in the eight to 12 rep range, you know? And so that's, that's, that's my kind of two cents on the, the discussion. I would definitely not favor low rep training for building muscle. And I definitely would not favor high rep training for muscle unless there was a very particular reason and the individual themselves enjoyed that you know and they're like this is what keeps me training i like during the winter focusing on you know growing and lifting heavy weights and then as i come into summer i like more kind of pump style training more endurance style training i also layer on some cardiovascular work so i like to effectively periodize their training throughout the year they're like it just makes me interesting or interested in training i'm like i know i have distinct periods winter strength sports that's that's me on the strength athlete and then uh summertime they're like i'm a, an endurance person i like to you know go on more hikes walks do all that kind of stuff i like to go for some yogs in the sun on the beach whatever it is um, and they're like i want my training to support that i'm not trying to excuse me optimize my muscle mass over many years like yes it is important to me yes i want to have muscle mass and look a certain way like that's obviously important to most people um but the only time i justify those two approaches is if that individual was like yeah no that's that's my lifestyle summer is fitness quote unquote and then winter is strength quote unquote so that's really the only situation where i justify that approach yeah and just to reiterate again the goal of weight training is not to burn calories okay in general, if you're going to try and design an exercise program or a weight training program that burns the most calories, it's probably taking you further away from your potential to build muscle. And that, like, that's, not, that's not always true, but generally the conditions that favor you burning the most calories are not the conditions that favor, that favor the conditions of building the most muscle. Like if you're trying to maximize the amount of tension that you place on muscle fibers that's generally not going to be the outcome if the primary limiting factor of your performance are is basically energy systems based is basically your ability to you know buffer acidosis your ability to continue delivering glucose to your muscles like they're they're the limiting factors of some of the types of programs such as like circuit training for example 
um, your ability to continue delivering oxygen to your muscles. You're, you're, you're basically testing that interplay between your cardiovascular system and your muscular system um, and still your nervous system to supply that. That's what you're doing when you start to do those really high, high rep circuit style training. You're never actually getting to the, the extreme end of your, your muscles ability to actually continue to produce force, to produce tension, to deal with tension. Um, so yeah, you just, you, you don't want to go too far to the extreme on either end. And it comes back to the classic recommendation of, you know, somewhere in the middle is, is, is the sweet spot um, with most things in life. And, and that is the case here. Um, so yeah, that's, Pretty much all I have to say, really. I guess you know, take on point. Do most of your training if you're a, a physique, muscle-focused person in that kind of six to fifteen repetition range. You can absolutely do plenty of triples and fives and singles if you want. It can be absolutely built into your program. Um, but doing just singles at the at the extreme is probably not the best approach. Doing just sets of thirty probably not the best approach. Both can work. You're going to build muscle with both. You're going to get stronger with both. Um, you're going to have some enzymatic changes in your muscle with both, but there's a spectrum there. And once you understand that spectrum and how that relates to your goals, you can make some effective decisions. Now, you just said I could do uh, fives, trees, and ones. What about twos, fours, sevens, and I nines? I can't mind fours, but twos is always a dodgy one for me. I actually love programming sevens. I always the seven to nine range is my favorite at the moment. It's not a range, like my clients are definitely looking at their six, sets of seven to nine, and they're like, "What? Six what? to eight. No, I like seven to nine because if you do five to seven, and then seven to nine, I feel like you got. It's like five to seven is nice. I used to do four to six. I don't like four to six, and three to five is for a range is just too big. I feel like there's a massive difference between three and five, like. Yeah, you always say this as well with your ranges. Like you use way too big of jumps. Like fucking, and people do this all the time. They're like, oh yeah, like the eight to twelve rep range. It's just not a rep range. I love eight to twelve. There's like there's, like, tw- there's like a twenty percent difference in the weight you can use for like your twelve reps versus the eight reps. Like we'll say just arbitrarily, you know, fucking uh, twelve reps is generally fucking seventy percent, right? <laughs> and eight reps is generally like. 80%, right? There's a 10% gap in that. That's like saying like, oh yeah, like four to eight rep range. <laughs> it's not though. It is it's actually, no, it's, more, it's more like saying three to eight rep range because eight reps is generally 80% and three reps is generally 90%. So if you're like, oh, it's a 10% gap, like that's, that's how I fucking program. Makes no sense. That's like saying like, oh yeah, the three to eight rep range and then the eight to 12 rep range, those two rep ranges are the ones that I use. Makes it hard. And eat between 1,200 and 3,000 calories. Like, that's my general recommendation. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I love the 8 to 12 because it actually, it works well in practice. Like, at least, at least when I'm advising clients because it's like, they start off with 8. And like, getting, from, getting your 8 rep max up to your 12 rep max is not that hard because most people don't actually practice those repetition ranges like seriously. So if you start with an 8 rep max, and you, you can actually get your 12 rep max up. So that, but getting your three rep max up to your eight rep max, like, oh, that's You could just program like a normal human and use like a six to eight rep range and a 10 to 12 rep range and not have a fucking huge gap between them, you disgusting <laughs> human being. Uh, I'm, I'm, more, I'm, a, I'm an 11 to 13 guy. <laughs> I'm just going to do 17 reps today. Oh, I said 17. I'm, I'm definitely going to, next program, all right, it's going to be 
three, three sets of 13 and then six sets of 70. Oh, imagine seeing six sets of 17 on the program. If someone came up to you and you were like, oh, like what's your best in the bench press? And they're like, oh, like, I, I do like a hundred kilos for nines. You just be like, get out of here. Just get out. Why did you not do 10? Why didn't you just stop at eight or just go for that extra one? Like, anyway, look, that's an aside. Um, where can people find us? Where can people engage? All of that stuff, Gary. Do your little marketing spiel. You can, of course, engage with our one-to-one coaching. If you'd rather have really boring, mundane repetition ranges programmed for you, you can work with Mr. Patrick Farrell. If you'd rather come to the dark side, the wild side, and do some set of 13, you're more than welcome to work with me as well. <laughs> if, uh, if you'd like to just uh, not engage with our services, you can, of course, just check out our newsletter, Triage Method, triage method newsletter, linked below. And that's where we send out all of our content that we've, put out, that we've put out and also content that we found from all the people that we think will be helpful. You should certainly um, join the Triage Method community. That's our Facebook group. Um, engage with us. See what we're posting. See what other stuff we're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, have some conversations. Send in some training clips. All that sort of stuff. Um, follow the rest of our social media, our YouTube channel. I'm going to be putting up a lot of YouTube videos over the Christmas period now because I'm off for a couple of weeks. So we have got some videos planned that we're going to put up. Uh, so you should check those out. And still um, pay for me because I have an exam still tomorrow after that, yeah, whatever day that is. It's the 20th tomorrow. This will go up on the, the 19th. Obviously, if you're listening to this in the future, then why are you listening to this in the future? Why aren't you like first in as soon as this comes up on your fucking podcasting app at 5 a.m.? Why aren't you like, wake up, fucking set the alarm, fucking listen to the triage boys? should be. But, uh, you could yeah, love an exam. Pray for Patrick, and then join our group coaching. Um, the group online coaching is a lower level service in that it's not as intensive one to one as the one to one coaching. Basically, you're not going to be you're unlikely to be programmed set to thirteen or seventeen because Patty will probably change it before I publish it. You know, so sorry, but that is life. You can. There's a male and female option there as well. Um, Breed Long is helping out with the female one, so she's leading that. So you've got a lady in your corner. And as far as I know, she also does not program sets of 11 to 13. So I'm going to have to have a word with her. I'd just fire her. If I saw that on that document, if I saw seven on that, I'd be like, well, what, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Get out. Um, and yeah, that's about everything. Check out the program templates, beginner's guidebook in the store. And that is all my shilling for this week. Wonderful, Gary. You did a fantastic job. And the only thing I'd say is if you could like, comment, subscribe, if you're listening on YouTube, that does actually help the the YouTube algorithm. Um, And if you're listening to it on the podcast, if you could just write a review, you know, that'd be handy. I don't even care if you go on the review and go, look, I don't like Gary. He's from Kerry. Don't really like Kerry people, but that Patrick guy, he's, he's pretty sound. Um, that, that'd be fine. That'd be cool. Um, <clears throat> and if you do have questions, of course, again, like this is the, the Q&A episode, we do have about 30 questions to get through. But if you do have questions, um, there is a, a link below, I do believe. Um, or you, at least you can find it on our website as well. And you can submit your question. Um, so yeah, I've nothing else to uh, shill other than that. Um, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. The next time you'll hear us, it'll be like, two days before Christmas. Um, do you, don't ever speak like that again. Um, but yeah, uh, that's me. Ouch, Gary, do you have anything else to say?
No, sir. Peace, love, and prosperity to you all.